0: The 55th Super Bowl is this weekend, and a game this big deserves a big prize, not just some trophy. So DraftKings Sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app has up to $55 million in total prizes up for grabs with their Super Bowl prediction pool. How's that for big? All you have to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you will get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. Now, for all new customers, DraftKings Sportsbook has a no-brainer of an offer. DraftKings is giving you a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in the big game. Yep, you heard that right. All it takes is one touchdown, Brady and Mahomes, and your money is doubled. Sounds like a no-brainer to me. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code BULL, B-U-L-L, to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. Plus, all new customers will have a shot to double their money if a touchdown is scored in the big game. That's code BULL, B-U-L-L, only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Colorado. Only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash predictions dash challenge dash DFS for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Colorado, 1-800-522-4700.
1: Jim Cramer dominates Wall Street. And now he's teaming up with Bill Inright to help you dominate fantasy football.
0: This is Bull Market Fantasy, presented by DraftKings. What is good, everybody? Welcome in. It is Bull Market Fantasy, Ben Heisler, Bill Enright. Uh, This is our first time, Bill. We do so many different videos and podcasts together, but the first time the two of us are teaming up on Bull Market Fantasy. So it's great to be on with you, and also great to be on by a now friend of the show, the Sportsbook Director over at DraftKings Sportsbook, our friend Johnny Avella. Johnny, I appreciate you making time for us uh, on what I would imagine would probably be Perhaps the biggest and busiest time of the year, is it either Super Bowl week or uh, leading up to March Madness that you would consider the busiest time to be a sportsbook director?
2: Well, Super Bowl, uh, the two weeks leading up to it are quite busy. Uh, fortunately, we've got a lot of the work done now. Uh, there's some, certainly some more to do. We're, we're continuously putting up some new stuff. But uh, by the time we get to the weekend... Uh, we can relax a little, let the game take care of itself. Uh, March Madness is one of those things where you have to constantly keep putting up games. They play Thursday, Friday, You put up uh, new games for Saturday, new games for Sunday, you know, so that's constant action. Uh, but they're both busy times, both fun times.
0: And also what's going to be a lot of fun over the course of Super Bowl Sunday is not only can people head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, get access to almost what feels like thousands upon thousands of of different prop bets that are available as well as uh, your traditional wagers on the game. But uh, you guys are offering a free contest with uh, over a million bucks in prizes as well.
2: Yeah, we certainly are. Um, You know, we have the fourth quarter pool and it's going to be on national TV. uh, How to go to that pool. It's going to say, DraftKings thrown a, a fourth quarter pool go there now. So we're expecting to get bombarded, um, million dollars in prize money that we put up play from anywhere in the country. Fun stuff.
0: Johnny, as far as initial lines coming out, we saw several books open at three. Uh, I believe that's where, where DraftKings opened up at three, then a few were hanging around at three and a half. And now we're seeing a fairly consensus line, uh, right around three, uh, Tell me a little bit about where you arrived at your initial number and, and sort of the early bets that you've seen come in over the course of the last week, week and a half or so.
2: Okay, let's go back to uh, the Saturday before the NFC AFC Championship games. You know, that's when you start thinking about if these two teams in a Super Bowl, what might that number be? Um, and I was thinking that the Chiefs would probably be one and a half to two point favorite. I know Tampa is at home, but there's not a lot of home field advantage uh, there because there's no Tampa fans in the stands. Now there is some familiarity with the, uh, the field itself, the locker room, and these guys don't have to leave their homes to get to the game. Whereas the chiefs have to travel. So one and a half was two, one or, one and a half or two was what I was thinking at that time. Now let's fast forward to Sunday, uh, Sunday here, the games take place and uh, here's the, the Bucks playing a very good game, and in the fourth quarter, they Tom Brady throws three picks, and things aren't looking so good. And the Packers look like there's a chance they could win the games, but the Bucs escape. The Chiefs fall behind nine, uh, go on to rally, and yeah, after the first quarter, to you know just destroy the the Bills. So, uh, what have you seen lately? Well, we saw the Bills perform at a high level. We saw the Bucks. Kind of falter off a little bit. So we opened the line three, as you mentioned, um, a little bit higher than initial thinking. Now, since then, this game has bounced back and forth between three and three and a half. At three, the betters love the Chiefs. At three and a half, the betters love the Bucks. So we've been at both of these numbers probably now, uh, you know, about, I'd say, four times, which is a little dangerous as a bookmaker because a lot of games do fall at, on three. So uh, we're trying to be careful not to do that, but the betting's warrant it. Johnny, right now, um, you know, I get the I get
1: the updates from your team at DraftKings. They do a great job, kind of sending us some data, and it seems like the overwhelming majority of people, seventy-two percent or something, are on the Chiefs laying the points. But then, when it comes to the money line, the overwhelming majority is on the Bucks, you know, uh, just to win outright. As a as the sportsbook director, does that worry you a little bit that you have so much handle coming in on, on both sides
2: of the bet, one with the points and one on the money line? Well, we can't lose them both, can we? Uh, <laughs> so that's the good part about being the bookmaker when that happens. Traditionally in a Super Bowl, the underdog is bet on the money line. Yeah. Uh, I can go back and look at all the Super Bowls I booked. And for the most part, I'm going to be heavy on the underdog. People want to take a chance and bet, uh, you know, the underdog and get more for their money instead of laying juice on the spread. So um, that doesn't surprise me at all. And I expect that trend to continue.
0: How popular was a team like Tampa Bay as a preseason or even an in-season NFL futures bet? And does that ever play a role in, in factoring in uh, the odds and the information that you guys have leading up to the Super Bowl?
2: No, it doesn't. Uh, and, uh, you know, Tampa Bay was bet in the future book going all the way back March, April, uh, when, t- when it was announced that Tom Brady was going to be the quarterback for that team. At that time, he probably had him somewhere in the 20 to one range, maybe even higher. Uh, so they were bet quite heavily then and throughout the season. You know, and the Bucks didn't have an outstanding season the first, uh, first ex- didn't have an outstanding uh, year for the first 10 games or so. But then they came around, and uh, but that didn't stop the bettors from betting on them. Now, where do we stand on the future book? Well, the Bucs are actually a pretty significant loser for us. They're the number one bet team as far as uh, exposure for us at DraftKings, and the Chiefs are second. So we're not in a particularly good spot in the future, but that doesn't influence us on the game. You put that aside, let that take care of itself, and book the game as normal. That's interesting. Uh, I know DraftKings has a lot of really
1: fun contests this week. I'm kind of curious. Outside of the Super Bowl, you guys have a cornhole tournament, a major league eating tournament. Uh, I know you've dabbled into some drone le- racing league stuff, Johnny. Like, how do you how do you book odds <laughs> on an eating contest?
2: Well, I've been doing eating contests for a long time. Actually, uh, we just haven't booked them. Yeah. Uh, so. So now that we're booking them, uh, I'm pretty familiar with the eaters. I'm pretty, we did a Halloween contest of a few months back, uh, with most of the same participants. We all know who Joey chestnut is, we know he can eat hot dogs, but can he yep. eat candy and can he eat other food? So I try my best that, uh, you know, making the odds on that. If anybody's better, come to our site and bet it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have that. We have the drone di- drone racing we've been doing. And the cornhole, as you mentioned, is a new event. Uh, pro cornhole players. We play in this weekend and we'll be booking that action also. We also offer free pools on all of those events. So, hey, guys, we're just uh, constantly finding new content. And, uh, and it's fun. And I think the bettors out there really appreciate it. So I, I I had a conversation
1: with Joey Chestnut when you did the Halloween thing and, uh, he admitted, he goes, this is, this is not unlike anything I've ever done because it's the variety of candy that he had to eat. I think there was, you know, candy corn and Reese's pieces and M and M's and he, and he was trying to train. He didn't really have a good training method because it was nothing like he's ever done before. And I thought it was interesting. Well, you know, he's probably considered one of the most popular competitive eaters and he was the favorite to win, but he didn't end up winning because it was so different than what he's used to with the hot dogs. So I didn't know, you know, since it is a first time thing, did you guys get burned with some of those bets and, and kind of balanced uh, where you place on the placing the odds for this weekend? Did you learn anything from that first time?
2: Well, we had Joey, a very small favorite for the candy contest because we knew just that, you know, he's, he hasn't eaten candy in the past, and the competition was kind of wide open. Uh, for this, we're back to food now. So he's going to be a bit stronger favorite. Yeah. You know, in some, some of these disciplines he's eaten before, uh, you know, pizza and uh, jalapeno peppers and things of that nature uh, and, and boneless chicken wings. He has eaten these before, and he's done well at them. Now, he has competition here, but he'll be a little bit stronger favorite here than he was then.
1: I don't. I don't mean to harp on this. Listen, I know it's the Super Bowl. It's the biggest game
0: of the year. I'm starving just, now, Bill. So thanks. so much for this
2: conversation. I just think it's. I just think
1: it's awesome. You know, you're making the 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 big game weekend something other than just the big game, right? Other than just the the Super Bowl with the Chiefs and the Bucks. So from a gambling standpoint, there's going to be action all weekend. I just I find that cool and interesting and innovative to to drive some action instead of just having one. You know, piece of uh, action on on the Sunday.
2: Well, yeah, you know, normally your Super Bowl weekend is uh, some couple of games Friday night, couple of college basketball games, uh, a full slate of college basketball on Saturday, along with NBA and some hockey, and then the game. Things try to end early, so the game, uh, you know, can be exposed for as it is and isolated. But hey there's other things going on and we want to bring some of those things to the forefront. So why not have a corn? People are interested in cornhole. Uh, it's a great game. I've played it. And I know there's a lot of people out there who play it and also uh, wouldn't mind getting a bet on it because they follow the pros. Um, and the same goes for, uh, you know, the eating contest. People follow these guys. These guys have been eating for a long time and there's, there's a, uh, there's people who enjoy following Joey Chestnut eating as well as the others. So, let's take bets on it. What do you say? I love it.
0: I'll take action on anything. I was, you know, when I lived in DC many, many years ago, I was in a, a competitive cornhole league. We would play uh, just outside of DC in Arlington every Tuesday night at, at one of the local establishments and uh, heavy underdog each and every game that I was a participant in. There was a, a lot of people that uh, were looking for a money line payout never seemed to happen. Uh, Johnny, we're actually coming up on a pretty substantial anniversary of the prop bet market. 35 years ago, with Super Bowl 20. We're now approaching Super Bowl 55. Uh, the first prop bet was established, and that was, will William the Refrigerator Perry score a touchdown in the Super Bowl between the 85 Bears and the Patriots? So here we are 35 years later, and we're going from one prop bet to, to upwards of thousands. And I'm curious to get your perspective on... Uh, just how we've seen the industry change, especially for events like the Super Bowl and the big game.
2: Yeah, that actually wasn't the first prop bet. That was one of the first unique prop bets, so to speak. Uh, we did props, you know, first quarter, uh, you know, maybe maybe a player or two for passing yards. We did do some props, but the slate might be ten. Um, but now we, have this one was introduced, and of course, uh, you know. Perry was a defensive player. He wasn't really playing in a lot of games. There was something going on there with the owner and him, but Ditka liked him and Ditka used him for one yard or two yard plays near the goal line. He had a couple of touchdowns that year. So we decided to throw that prop up and we put it up at pretty good odds, maybe 12 to one or so. Then got bet down to, uh, you know, nine to five or eight to (laughs) five. We took a pretty good bath on it, Um, but the media got a hold of it. And uh, that was the start of, you know, novelty props and different types of props involved in uh, in involving the game itself. And uh, we as operators and there's a lot of good operators in Vegas and the guys uh, are competitive, but certainly know each other well. And uh, we all try to outdo each other when we can. And that's why you see the the prop uh, distribution, what it is today. It's, you know, four or five hundred in some places. Like I said, a thousand offerings with us at DraftKings and uh, it continues to grow. And it, it probably hasn't peaked yet. There's more to think of.
0: I'm looking at the list right now on DraftKings Sportsbook of Novelty Props. Obviously, the coin toss is always going to be a staple there. You have the Gatorade color, which uh, I I saw, I think, a little bit of movement on. I think at one point, orange was not the favorite, uh, but that has since moved up to plus 125. And if I'm not mistaken, Bill, the Kansas City Chiefs last year, when they won the Super Bowl, had orange Gatorade. So, uh, you know, if it's part of their run it back tour... I think for anybody listening, maybe maybe you jump on that orange at plus odds while you still can. Uh, and then, of course, there's there's national anthem novelty props, there's trick play specials, the Fat Man touchdown, which goes back uh, all the way to to 1985. When you're collecting and you and your team are putting together Johnny these different props, um, you know, what are, are do any stand out to you? Any per, you know personal favorites that you like to try and and develop over the course of these weeks leading up to the Super Bowl?
2: yeah you know i hate those props i really do (laughs) it's the national anthem i mean we we're almost forced to do them we we started doing them people look for them every year we try to add to it but you know they write small amount money you know i like the i like the props where people uh put substantial money on because they're something that takes place during the course of the game some of my favorites this year are we've taken what we these prop player parlays, so to speak. And I'll give you, for instance, what that is. If you want to bet Tom Brady for passing yards, he's at 295. You can bet over, under, and lay the juice, the normal juice, minus 110 or 12, whatever it is. Um, And if you want to bet uh, Mahomes, he's over 325 yards. You can lay the juice, minus 110, over, under. What we've done is we've put up a prop that says, will Brady pass for over 300 yards and will his team win the game so instead of laying minus 110 you're getting plus 325 um with Mahomes instead of laying uh going over 325 and laying the juice or you know 325 betting over under we're giving you plus 150 now we've done that not only with the quarterbacks We've done that with the uh, rushing yards. We've done that with receiving. Those are kind of my favorite this year because um, they tie into the game. Your team still has to win the game and the player has to accomplish uh, something during the course of the game. Johnny, since
1: you brought it up, DraftKings, you guys have been a great partner uh, for Boat Market Fantasy and for Sports Illustrated. And this is not meant to be critical at all, but it's more of just a curiosity. Why not any player prop parlays for in game or the same game during the regular season is that is that a decision that you guys made that you just weren't going to offer that kind of market is there any plans to offer that market in the future because I know you just mentioned that you
2: are you are bringing it for the Super Bowl no you'll see it um, you know sometimes we you know there's a pretty large slate of games on a Sunday. Yeah. and we do put up quite a few props i mean it's not like we put up five or ten we yeah. put up a half a super bowl for every single game so no you'll see them you'll'll they'll, they'll be around that's great i i, I think it's, it, when i go on social media
1: or, or when i have a conversation with just the average real better th- that they always ask me why can't i do this on draftkings and i and i have to be honest i i don't know the answer but now i can say hey stay tuned for 2021
0: Correct. Johnny, a couple more from, from me. And again, we always appreciate you making time for us. I, I forgot to, to mention, we talked about the the line for the game, but we didn't really mention uh, the total. I think you guys opened up at 57 and a half. Uh, current line, at least from the reports from uh, the team over at DraftKings, uh, has you guys down to 56, I believe. Uh, and there's still about 72% of the bets coming in on the over. And I'm curious as to, it, we're, we're seeing a, a movement in the opposite direction, there from 57 and a half down to 56, but still a lot of money coming in on the over. Is that just in, in large part due to the public liking to play the over in the Super Bowl with, with two dynamic offenses, or uh, are we seeing maybe a little bit of reverse team here?
2: No, you know, the sharp betters like the under in the game, and they always bet the under in the Super Bowl because we normally jack this up a little, maybe a point higher than it normally should be. Uh, You know, when these first these two teams first met the uh, first time, there was a lot of offense. There could have been a lot more points scored um, and the public is going to bet the over. So the sharp money drives the line down and then we'll move on the public money when we get extremely heavy. So I do believe that this will tick back up to probably at least 56 and a half by game time. Hmm.
0: And last thing that I, I have, Johnny, is I had a really interesting conversation a couple of weeks ago on the VSI gambling podcast uh, with a gentleman who works for a company called Phoenix, and, and they are working on technology that will allow games and broadcasts to stream. So whether it's you know, YouTube TV or Hulu or whatever it might be, to actually be able to stream content in real time. And I imagine, especially for bettors, particularly those that want to focus on in-play betting, uh, that would be just uh, an entirely different experience because if you're streaming a game on, on YouTube TV, sometimes you could be 30 seconds to upwards of even a minute, minute and a half behind. Um, have you guys had conversations, whether it be as, as a potential you know, content partner with leagues looking to have games directly through the app or, or in conversations with companies that are, are looking to sort of increase that technology on making sure that the streaming market, since it's such an integral part of your base and and people that are live betting. Have you guys had any sort of conversation on what the future of of streaming games looked like and and how it relates to, to sports betting in particular?
2: Yeah, we have explored it and we have had conversations with companies, just like the one you mentioned. Um, Yeah. Because we want to do things real time and quick because sometimes, you know, we're behind a couple of seconds. You can't even be behind a second, especially when it comes to a football game where, you know, a play is going off every 30 seconds. Uh, so, yes, uh, that will evolve into the process at some point. And I think the process has actually started in, in a couple of sports like golf. So I, I think we'll see more of that. Johnny, my last question for you. It's Super Bowl Sunday. The game
1: kicks off. What are you doing? Are you following all the bets? Are you, are you, you know, walking back and forth, pacing around, around the sports book? Or are you just comfortably at home watching the game?
2: Yeah, there's no pacing, guys, uh, you know, the, and and the work's done at that point, except for the in-game part. And I can't really enjoy the game because I'm getting phone calls and there's still other things going on. I don't think I've seen a Super Bowl game in completion for 35 years, to be honest oh, with yeah. you. So what I'll do is I'll watch the game. I'll try to catch the game in entirety on a Wednesday or Thursday on a replay but I'll be paying attention. I'll have one eye, one spot, and one eye in another. It's,
0: uh, so, sometimes, Bill, I, I think we tend to get caught up in, in the life that we live, and God, it must be so much fun to be able to be you know, helping to decide these odds, but there is a ton of work uh, in the work that guys like Johnny do when it comes to trying to make sure that everything is going smoothly uh, over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Really appreciate your time, Johnny. This was a lot of fun. And again, for anybody looking to become a part uh, of what they're doing over at DraftKings Sportsbook, you can head on over sportsbook.draftkings.com. It's also in the app. Uh, don't forget about the opportunity to play on in the fourth quarter. It's 100% free, as well as the big game no-brainer where you can, where new users can double their money if a touchdown is scored in the big game. And with a, a total uh, hanging around 56 or so, Johnny, I would imagine that we might see at least one touchdown in this game.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, you and your users have a profitable week. Thanks, Johnny. This is fun.